Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Learn more about the program and our church when you visit walkintruth.com. Now, here's Pastor Michael's son, Pastor Shane Lance, and his teaching in Psalm 100 called Sing of His Love Forever. Turn with me to Psalm 100. Tonight, as we look at God's word together, my prayer is that we would learn together, we'd grow together through the leading of God's Holy Spirit. Um, My goal tonight is to just give you my take on this song, because it is a song, but uh, more importantly, as always, than my opinion of what it means, um, I will take you to some different texts where we see the importance of singing praises to God, the, the impact that it has on the human heart, the reason God's designed praise and worship to be the way that it is, um, the reason that, get the, that music is such a gift. Uh, music is an abundant gift, even to the person who is completely not inclined to music. Is there any of us in the room tonight? Anybody? Okay. I appreciate the willingness to... Kim, shut up. You're one of our guitar players. <laughs> um, no. So I know that there are many who they would say, I can't, I can't hold the tune, can't carry a beat. And you know what's wonderful about music is it can still be just as impactful to the person who is completely untalented in the area of musicianship or singing or carrying a beat, rhythmically challenged as some of you may refer to it as. And that is one of the beautiful things about music and the way God's designed it is that I've had the privilege of traveling to different places around the world. And there's one thing in common is that when I take my guitar, I make a connection with people. And um, all of a sudden, when I start singing a song, it's like, I know nothing about this person. Um, In many cases, there is one thing we have in common. It's that we both love Jesus. And that's about all the connecting that we need to be brothers or sisters and uh, sister and brother immediately. And I think that's such a powerful thing. And it's a testimony of the way God has designed music to really pull on the strings of the human heart. And it's not something we ought to shy away from. It's something we ought to embrace. And as we look at Psalm 100, the title in many of your Bibles may be His Steadfast Love Endures Forever. And a subheading that many of you may or may not see is all men exhorted to praise God. All men. You know, the beauty of this psalm is that as we read it together, it's a, an exhortation for not just within the walls of the nation of Israel, but to the ends of the earth. It's a call to come and to worship God united. Thank you. Am I pulling the vampire collar here? <clears throat> and so I love that idea that we can sing God's praises and be united. Oh, my microphone's pulling on me. That's why. And I love that. And I don't know about you, but I've had the opportunity to see this firsthand where, uh, like I was just saying, a complete stranger and I can be connected through means of music. Maybe you've been to a concert before or a night of worship and you're standing next to someone and my ears are too small for this. This happens every time. I'm not complaining. I'd rather have small ears than big ears, but. Uh, but, you know, you'll be standing next to maybe a complete stranger and um, you look at them and I, this has happened to me before, right? Like you're at a concert and the band is just like, and it's just one of those moments where it's, you're just like in, the, in awe of the music. 
Um, and here's an amazing thing about music too. We can find glory of God in the midst of even non-Christian music. Have you ever thought about that before? God is the author of music. So that composition of notes making a beautiful sound, though I'd argue it'd be much better if the lyrical content glorified him as well. The music itself is in, it's art. It's a piece of something that God has created. And, uh, you know, I'm not saying that if you go to a Slayer concert, it's worship. I'm just saying that there is beauty in the midst of music. And, you know, maybe you've had those moments where look, you look to the person next to you at a concert, you have no clue who they are, where they're from, what their name is, but you guys have this connection and you both just look at each other and you give each other the, yeah, maybe you give them one of these, right? And it's like, man, that sounds so good. And, you know, I love that we can take, I, I think it's such an amazing privilege that I can take uh, musical giftings that God's given me and, and somehow it pleases him when I walk those out. And in the same way for all of us tonight, whether you be musically inclined or not, the act of corporate worship is not a suggestion. It is a command. And some of us tonight see worship through music as just a filler in the service. We see it as the warm-up for the sermon. Now, I will always believe that the word of God trumps everything. His word is final. It is powerful. And I am not saying that uh, when Pastor Michael comes up here and teaches or any of the pastors come up here and teach that the worship through music is more important than that. What I am saying is that they play extremely important roles and they are different ways that we worship God and they complement each other. And when you purposefully check out during that time, you miss out on things God wants to do. And I don't tell you that to make you feel bad. I tell you that because I've done it before and I missed out. And the times where I have said, Lord, everything that I am is yours. Lead this time. May my heart be closer to you by the time I leave this place tonight. God has never left me alone in the midst of that prayer. He always always pours into his willing children who are surrendered and willing to receive. And I really believe in the power of worshiping, singing together. So let's look at our text tonight. And before we do, let's pray together. God, thank you for who you are. Thank you that your loving kindness endures to all generations forever and ever. And Lord, I pray that whatever presupposed ideas any of us, myself included, have about uh, worship and singing and lifting our voices, God, that you would guide and lead and break things that are not of you. Give us fresh vision, a fresh sense of your spirit, God, and a willingness to just surrender in every area. God, thank you for the fact that you will speak tonight because you are holy, you are worthy, and you are faithful. We lay this evening at your feet. Thank you for what you've already done, God, through the music and the time of corporate singing and worship. And now we just lay the word of God before us and we, we seek to find wisdom and your leading in it. In Jesus' name, amen. This is one of my favorite Psalms, Psalm 100. I'm gonna read here from the ESV. It says this, a Psalm for giving thanks. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing and know that the Lord, he is God and it is he who has made us and we are his and we are the people and the sheep of his pasture. 
Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him, bless his name. For the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever and his faithfulness is to all generations. Thank you, Jesus, that your faithfulness is to all generations because, uh, can I tell you something, church? If his faithfulness had stopped at a generation around this time, you and I would be in trouble. But his faithfulness has continued on. As the Psalm says in verse five, his steadfast love endures for how long? Forever. We could sing of his love forever and it wouldn't do justice to what he is worth. It wouldn't be enough. And there's a song we used to sing, and sometimes we still do, by uh, one of my favorite um, Christian songwriters. His name's Phil Wickham, and he writes a song called Cielo, which means sky in Spanish, if I'm correct. Any of my Spanish speakers, thank you. Yeah, get a little head nod. Yeah, you're right, Shane. All right, and uh, the song says this, and this is one of my favorite songs. It always will be. It says, I can't bow low enough. I cannot bow low enough in the midst of you, my God. He says, I cannot sing loud enough. I can't sing loud enough when I'm singing for you, my God. And at the end of the song, he says, I can't lift my hands high enough, lift my hands high enough. Man, those words are so true and they're so powerful. There will never be enough praise. There will never be a point where we can say, okay, we've matched God's glory, we're good. It just won't happen. There's another beautiful song by Phil Wickham. He does a very good job of writing with an eternal perspective, which is why I really like his music because it refreshes my soul through reminding myself of who God is and the hope that I have. And there's a song that says, in a million years, we'll have just begun to understand who you are, to explore your love. In a million years, we'll have just begun. Think about that, church. A million years all of our heads should be hurting. I can't even grasp that. God is so great that in a million years, I'll have just begun to fully comprehend his love and everything that he's done. And that rhymed not on purpose, but it sounded cool. Verse one, it says, shout joyfully to the Lord all the earth. This psalm is what we would call theocentric. We'd also call it Christocentric. The idea that it leads us to Jesus, it reminds us who Jesus is, and it is all about the Lord, the Lord, the Lord. His steadfast love, his mercies are new. The, the psalms are full of this idea. And it always points us back to God. In fact, this is the purpose of these songs for the people of God, that they would point back to Christ that they'd be for the glory of Christ. There are often times in the Psalms where David, for instance, says, my heart is overwhelmed by my sin or by grief or by the situation that I'm facing. But then when you keep reading, he often almost always brings it back and says, but Lord, you are still good. Lord, you are still faithful. The key that we see in the Psalms is that it never stays in the place of mourning. It brings it back to the goodness and the faithfulness of God. And I 100% believe that there are moments where we need to sit in the midst of our sin for a minute and recognize how desperately wicked we are without Jesus. But we don't stay there because he has already held the victory in his hands. It's his and his alone. 
You'll hear more from Pastor Michael's son, Pastor Shane Lance, in a moment. Hey, it's producer Rob Newton. On behalf of Pastor Michael and the entire Walk in Truth team, thank you so much for your financial gift over the holiday season to help Walk in Truth remain on this station and podcast app. Now, Pastor Michael would love to talk to you about our new goal to expand. 96.9 KEPT-FM, East Bay Area in California, cities near and around San Francisco, San Jose, Palo Alto, and Pleasanton. We have an opportunity to be on that radio station daily during drive time. And for a very low price, only $3,600 a year, that's $300 a month. And so if you're a longtime listener to Walk in Truth, and if you've been blessed by the program, you believe in it, and you've been partnering or you want to do more, here is an opportunity to equip people in the Northern California area with what you've been hearing on Walk in Truth. We have a couple of weeks to raise the funds before the time slot is given to another program. Thanks to Kelly in Kansas City, we are $150 closer to reaching the $3,600 goal. Can you give a one-time gift today? Can you be one of 23 to give $150 or one of 12 to now give $288? You know, however the math works out, we're going to trust God with the results, but we would love to walk through this open door. Would you give today and help us get on an additional radio station in the San Francisco area. Please visit walkintruth.com today and click donate or call 844-48-TRUTH during normal business hours. Hey, ahead of time, we just want to express our gratitude. Thanks for praying. Thanks for supporting and giving. We love you. We appreciate it. And we look forward to what God is going to do. Visit walkintruth.com today and click donate or call 844-48-TRUTH. That's 844-48-TRUTH or visit walkintruth.com. We'd love to see who's listening, so please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walkin' Truth Show. Now back to Walkin' Truth with Pastor Michael's son, Pastor Shane Lance. His steadfast love, His mercies are new. The, the Psalms are full of this idea. And it always points us back to God. In fact, this is the purpose of these songs for the people of God, that they would point back to Christ, that they'd be for the glory of Christ. There are often times in the Psalms where David, for instance, says, my heart is overwhelmed by my sin or by grief or by the situation that I'm facing. But then when you keep reading, he often almost always brings it back and says, but Lord, you are still good. Lord, you are still faithful. The key that we see in the Psalms is that it never stays in the place of mourning. It brings it back to the goodness and the faithfulness of God. And I 100% believe that there are moments where we need to sit in the midst of our sin for a minute and recognize how desperately wicked we are without Jesus. But we don't stay there because he has already held the victory in his hands. It's his and his alone. And so we can find Joy in that, comfort and hope. It is an evangelistic psalm. It's a call to believers to sing and a call to the whole earth to sing of God's goodness and his faithfulness. Unlike several of the previous psalms, Psalm 100 does not start with a declaration of God's sovereignty or his character. It begins with a simple and direct exhortation to all the lands to praise God and make a joyful shout. The call to the nations is extending beyond Israel's borders. Like I said, it's, it's to lift a joyful noise. Spurgeon says this, the original word signifies a glad shout. 
such as loyal subjects would give to their king as he appeared among them, our happy God should be worshiped by happy people and a cheerful spirit in keeping with his nature, his acts and his gratitude, which we should cherish uh, we should cherish his mercies. I love the way Spurgeon puts that. A happy God should be worshiped by a happy people. Now, for those of you who are struggling with something tonight, you don't like that. I know. I've been there. Sometimes we walk into church and you look at Pastor Shane and he's like, let's sing. Raise a shout to the Lord. And you're like, I just got in a fight with my spouse. Praise God. No. We don't feel like that sometimes. I know. I had a lady one time come up to me at a a conference I was leading worship at, and it was a marriage conference, and we started off with a more upbeat set of music, and she came up to me after the first session of the conference. She said, you know, my husband and I are really struggling. I don't appreciate all that upbeat music. (laughs) And I said, well, I'm sorry, but it's for the Lord, so... Sorry, I didn't really have much to say because I wasn't worshiping her or worshiping for her. Sure, part of my job as a worship pastor is to lead you guys, but at the end of the day, I'm not doing it for you guys and you better not be doing it for me. Please don't put me in that position. It's for the Lord. So the psalm begins with a simple and direct exhortation to shout. I had a conversation with a woman one time talking about worship, and she said to me, if you're ever shouting, you're not worshiping anymore. And I said, you need to read the psalms. Because the word here in the original language is not a whisper. It's a shout. And I remember Pastor Matthew and I talking one time, and he said, I just have never understood that. Why do you guys, you worship leaders, say that? Shout to the Lord. Lift up a shout of praise. And I said, hey, Matt. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's outside, so I don't want to drag him too much through the mud. But he was like, I don't know, it just weirds me out. I said, see, it just weirds you out. It's not, that, it's not that it's wrong. It's that it makes you uncomfortable. And that's often the problem with music in the church. That's not my style. Or for many of you, those drums. Oh, the drums. I will tell you, at the turn of the century, when percussion was introduced in church music, it was a problem. And I will also tell you that nothing is new under the sun. I have people on a regular basis tell me how much they despise the drums. And again, I tell them to read the Psalms because it constantly says over and over again, crashing cymbals, the lyre, the tambourine. There they are. I remember I had a lady one time come up to me. We had the drums on a platform. They were higher than that. And she said, look at your idol floating on the platform. And I said, excuse me? But this is the critiques that, quite honestly, we deal with on a regular basis. You know what the root of all these problems and comments is, church? We make things that are supposed to be about Jesus about us. And we do it in all areas of life. Well, God, I don't want to sing this morning because I don't feel like it. I heard Alistair Begg teaching on this and he said that there are, you know, he's a wonderfully straightforward teacher. He doesn't really pull any punches and he's also Scottish. So he has this super thick, awesome accent. I wish that I could talk 
like him. I can try. But he said, you know, many of you come into the church and uh, you don't even want to sing. And he said, you check out. And he said, you're mumbling about in the midst of your beard. And I said, that is an amazing saying, mumbling about in the midst of your beard. He says, contributing nothing. And I said, man, I see that every Sunday. There's at least one guy. I'm not singing. No way. I don't sing. It's a command from God Almighty. I know it makes some of us uncomfortable. I have been in situations, I, I am a music director at a church, and I have been in situations where people are like, Shane, sing, and I'm like, oh, it's what? No. This is so uncomfortable. My dad does it to me all the time. We'll be somewhere, and we, we went to, uh, what's the park in Utah? Zion. We're at Zion at this lookout, and I had a guitar because I was leading at a conference we were going to out there. We went with a group of guys from the church. Um, some of you may have been on this. It was probably five or six years ago. I had my guitar in the trunk and I, uh, my dad, there's this German tourist there and my dad says, oh, Shane, you should sing a song. And I'm like, no, no. Like I'm extrovert, but not like that. I'm like, no, no, no. I don't want to do that, dad, please. And he's like, yeah, come on. And he's like getting my guitar out of the trunk of the car and he's setting it up for me. He's trying to tune it. He doesn't know how to tune it. He's like, come on, come on. So he hands me, and this German couple notices what's going on and they hand me a $5 bill. <laughs> Sing us a song. I'm like, what? What is this? I want to just look at the park. And my dad made me sing a song. I sang like half a chorus. All right, thank you very much. But there is something about singing that does bring people together. You've been listening to Sing of His Love Forever, Part 1, on Walk in Truth. Pastor Michael's son, Pastor Shane Lance's teaching in Psalm 100. Remember, if you missed any part of today's program, you can always listen to Walk in Truth on the Living Truth app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, if you'd like to learn more about Walk in Truth, our church, and the events and studies we have going on, then download our free Living Truth app in your app store. The Living Truth app is the one with the red logo and the pillars. Now, here's Pastor Michael. Well, if you're feeling a little low because maybe you haven't been fired up to go and worship, or maybe you've been forced to stay away, that's been the reality of some of what's going on. Just pray, oh Lord, light the fire again. We need that. You know, in a lot of areas of life, we just need God to light the fire and we need to fan into flame the gift of God. And, you know, one of the best ways to get reignited is Get back in the game, man. If you haven't been in worship, get back. Hey, it's only one step back. And even if you feel like you've taken three back, just take the step back into fellowship, whatever that's going to look like for you. Be wise about it, but get back into it and God will light the fire in your heart. Hey, I'd like to invite you to a special 2B1 Valentine game night. Speaking of lighting the fire, this is about relationships now. February 12th, it's a Friday from 7 to 9.30. It's going to be a safe, fun night. Games, prizes, desserts, fellowship, all for couples, whether you're dating, engaged, or married. It's only $10 per couple. We're going to provide childcare on that night. And you can sign up on the Living Truth Christian Fellowship app or at walkintruth.com. 
to be one Valentine game night, February 12th, Friday night. Hey, it'd be a lot of fun to have you come out. We'd love for you to join us. Sign up on the app and we'll catch you right here tomorrow. We have a wonderful special opportunity. We've been telling you that we've been praying about new uh, radio stations that we can be on. We have an opportunity to add a radio station to the reach of Walk in Truth. It's actually up in the San Francisco Bay Area, and it is a uh, unique opportunity because the cost is relatively low. You know, radio time can be quite expensive depending on the station and where it broadcasts and what the footprint of the station is. But uh, we have an opportunity in San Francisco to reach the uh, San Jose, Palo Alto, Pleasanton area and beyond. And it is KEPT-FM, and it will only be, incredibly, $300 a month or $3,600 for a year of broadcasting. That is a uh, very low price. So here's what we need. If you're a longtime listener and consider Walk in Truth a ministry that you support, and we've had uh, amazing giving over the holidays. We're, we're so grateful. One-time gifts, more ministry partners, and uh, it, it is growing, and that is a blessing. Would you give today and help us get on an additional radio station in the San Francisco area when you go to walkintruth.com or call 844-48-TRUTH if you need help with the, how to give, 844-48-TRUTH. But the best way is walkintruth.com. Hey, ahead of time, we're very grateful. Be praying that the Lord's will will be done. We appreciate it. We love you. God bless. And join us tomorrow for part two of Pastor Shane's teaching in Psalm 100 called Sing of His Love Forever. I'm Mike Massaro. Hey, thanks for listening to Walk in Truth, where it's our goal to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.